he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Okay, guys, we're back. Did you miss us? Because we missed you. Hello, and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, because we're just really happy that you're here. Yes, so come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show in the new year. Woo! 2024! The year of She's All Batch, some might say. I say that. I'm saying that. So we're the sum. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay. We have things to say. We have so many things to say, guys. It's a week and a half into the new year, and we've already had a wedding, a divorce, and whatever you want to categorize this Caitlyn Zach thing to be, because I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure where that fits, but so much to unpack already. I want to dive into this uh, Caitlyn story first. I don't know truly how I feel about it in my soul, and so I feel like I need to talk it through with you because I can see it from a bunch of different angles. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't know what's going on, we'll catch you up. Okay, so basically there were rumors previously that there was maybe something going on between Zach and Caitlyn. That's what I was trying to remember. Where did we hear that? Because I remember we talked about it on the podcast. So it was a demois that said what, though? That, like... Caitlin was always an issue for Zach and Tasha's relationship. Yeah, remember it was the Tasha muted Caitlin on Zach's phone, and we were like, "Well, mm-hmm. how would you ever find out if someone was muted? You'd have to go into your settings, all this stuff." Yeah. But and then it was an issue, and Jason brought it up to Caitlin after they broke up. He's like, "Were you talking to Zach during the end of our relationship?" She said, "No." She had proof that he reached out two weeks after they broke up. So it seems like maybe there was like interest on both of their ends. But mm-hmm. Zach has been single for quite some time and Caitlyn just got out of her relationship with Jason. So yeah, but how did people, okay, this whole Dumois thing though, I know we have already talked about this on the podcast, but like who posted, who sent that to Dumois? Like who knows all those intricate details of like, and I think that's what we had said when we initially talked about it. Cause we're like, okay, this feels like very invasive and far-fetched. Like who even knows, but yet it all turned out to kind of be true. So I'm like, wait, who did this? So I actually, to prepare for this, I went back to the episode because I'm like, I okay. don't remember either. I didn't remember the story. We start off by saying like, guys, take this with a grain of salt. This seems so far-fetched. Yeah, I'm never it, saying that ever again. I know. always right whenever we say that. And people are like, don't speculate. I'm like, well, every single time we've speculated, we've always been right. So I think it's fair reporting to do it that way, but whatever, it's okay. <laughs> so in this case, so Caitlin had a New Year's Eve party and there was some kind of footage that got released. I We And I don't know who leaked it. Someone at the party did. But Mm -hmm. it's a video, and Caitlin has her arm around Zach. And you could see a TV in the background, and the ball's about to drop. So it's clearly implying that they were each other's New Year's Eve smooch. Yes. Which would further back up that there is something romantic, and maybe that Demois thing about them talking was true. Because, like, also, why was he there? It's not like Zach has been necessarily, like mingling in the bachelor world i feel like he's very much kind of like he has his friends jason foster's his bestie but like Mm -hmm. i don't know how much he was like mingling at the bachelor parties sure well and then caitlin didn't caitlin go on to say something about how like oh i just want to let everyone know there was no cheating involved blah 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 and it's like okay well so you're confirming that there's something here then yeah so after this photo was released she got a lot of hate for Let's talk about the hate for a second, though. Yeah, seriously. Why are we mad? I don't know. I mean, I think people are mad because, I mean, I think the thing that's 
pretty obvious is that there was always some sort of mutual interest between Zach and Caitlyn, even back when he was with Tasha, to the point where Tasha clearly sensed it. You know what I mean? And I feel like you can tell when a guy that you're dating is like kind of into someone else and you kind of have that feeling. You're like, mm, I just like don't want you talking to her so much so that Tasha went to block Caitlyn on Zach's phone. However, though, I don't think that's a crime that two people mutually had interest in each other because clearly neither of them acted on it until after Zach and Tasha were well broken up. They've been broken up for like over a year now, if not longer. I don't even remember exactly when they broke up. So it's like, you can't control how you like, how the chemicals inside you make you feel when you see another person. And clearly none of them did anything about it. So it's like, there's nothing really to be that mad about. Guys, calm down in well, the comments below. You know what it's I don't giving? get what people are mad about. It's giving like the girl that the guy told you not to worry about. And then totally. that girl ends up being a girl that he's interested in after you break up. But Tasha's been moved on for a really long time. She's been dating Luke from Summer House. I could see Jason maybe raising an eyebrow and not being too happy about it. Jason has since unfollowed Caitlin on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think that's very telling. And he previously unfollowed Zach. I think that was earlier, though. I think he unfollowed Zach after, like, the Demois stuff happened, I believe. After Caitlyn got hate for this. And granted, this wasn't, like, a photo she shared. It was just footage from the party that was shared, and it somehow Mm -hmm. got on one of the uh, Bachelor Instagram page. And Caitlyn got hate for it. No Zach hate, though. As far as I'm concerned. Right, because the internet is crazy. Like, guys, takes two to tango, but okay. Caitlin writes on her Instagram, I wish I could just share my truth and tell you my side. It's hard to bite my dang tongue sometimes, but you just go on and continue to have your own little made-up story in your head and believe whatever you want to believe. Social media la-la land. Good Lord. That's when she was still being, like, kind of cheeky with it. It then takes, like, a more drastic turn. Well, because I'm sure it probably, like, got aggressively worse as more people heard about this. And you just know how the internet can snowball. She probably thought this was, like, a quick little thing that, like, you know, a couple Reddit trolls had found. It was a deep cut. And she was like, good one, guys. But it's now kind of become, like, mainstream Bachelor news. Yeah. Later, we see another story. Actually, the format that they're using is kind of Kylie and um, Ave in breakup format. It's the black screen with the white mm. text in the center. What is that Canva um I know. Everyone's sharing format. that template. Seriously. All over Bachelor Nation. She writes, you would think by now that I'm used to the hate. I'm not. Your words hurt. Your shaming hurts. Part of me feels a little sad and honestly embarrassed for you guys because this shouldn't be how you spend day one of a new year. I agree. You should not be this invested in someone you don't even know or respect. It's actually scary. And I know looking inward might be even scarier for you, but bullying is next level. You are allowed to have opinions and feelings, but you don't even know the truth. And your hate should actually come with consequences. I truly worry about some of your mental health. It's not okay. It's not. Please, please feel ashamed of yourself for treating someone this way who you don't know. I did not kill someone. I had a party with some of my favorite people. Shame on you, not me. I am not one-dimensional. Also, I'm articulating that because it's the way it's written, guys. I'm not just like really performing this. What you see on people's social media does not mean you know them, and this part might sting, but I would never, ever want to switch places with you. Your life seems so sad, so I will not take the opinions of someone who I would not trade places with. When I saw this, I wanted to chime in. And then I just decided to turn off my phone and walk away because I didn't want to like, but it chime bothered. in like in a bad way or in a good way. No, chime <laughs> like, in it. Join well, in with the Reddit. No. <laughs> like, fuck you, Caitlin. 
Ellen, no. <laughs> I chime in in a, like, backing her up with her claims yeah. because I do agree. Like, guys, we don't know her. We, we, we don't know her, number one. Number two, we don't know what she did. Number three, even if she did something, why the fuck does it matter? They're two single people. Right. Like, yes. truly. I could see Jason being upset and maybe messaging her, and that's pretty much it. That's where the list of people that should be upset end. Like, besides right. that, and only if that was, like, a situation right. that was part of, the, like, that was an issue in their relationship where he was like, mm, I think you have a thing for Zach, and then all of a sudden she's there with Zach. Right. Also, we don't even know, like, we don't know if they're in a relationship. We don't know if they're just, like, flirty friends who kind of both think each other's cute, but, like, literally that's it, and then they were just flirting on New Year's, or they just had one kiss. Like, it's really, really, really not that deep. Well, there is a little bit of an update, though. Um, like we like to say, no answer is sometimes an answer. Mm-hmm. Katie Maloney from Vanderpump Rules was at uh, the party because oh. she's friends with her. And then Katie Maloney went on Nick's podcast and Nick asked her about it. And her response very much alludes to the fact that there is something going on. Because if Got it. if there wasn't something going on, the answer is no. So basically, Nick asked her about it, and she said, first she said, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Why is there even a bus? If no one's doing anything shady, that bus is not going that route. Like, it's going to go on a a different street. Why is the bus there? So true. I think (laughs) Regina George was wondering the same thing. Why is the bus there? Um, Yes, I agree that that implies that there's a story. Right. And then when he kind of, like, doubles down and was like, well, is something going on with Caitlin and Zach? She says... Something along the lines of, it's not my story to tell. Right. Because if they were just friends, she would say, no, they're just friends who had their arms around each other at a New Year's party. Right. Like, weirdos, calm exactly. down. So, okay, so there's clearly something going on here. But we kind of knew um, that. I assumed that anyway. What I want to know is, why is that a crime? It's not. That's the answer, Stephanie. It's simply not a crime. That there is are two single people. And, you know, Caitlin says maybe at one point she will share her side of the story. She's being very adamant that there was no cheating going on on either side. So I don't really see the problem. Yeah. And so Taysha, because she's the other person in this story, because Taysha was previously engaged to Zach. But Taysha's been moved on for a really long time. But then there's the mm-hmm. connection of, like, Taysha and Caitlin hosted the show together. So should there be some kind of loyalty girl code there? But if, for all we know, Caitlin reached out to Tasha. Like, how do we know that Tasha didn't give her totally. blessing? That's the answer. We don't. And people are always trying to, like, think the worst of Caitlin Bristow, and I truly don't understand why. Also, I always got the vibe that they weren't particularly, like, close best best friends. Like, I think they were, they were friendly and friends to each other, but they just, like, did a job together. And then all of a sudden people assume that they're besties it's like they were co-workers mm-hmm. i don't think you really owe someone that type of loyalty but you're right for all we know caitlin could have reached out and been like hey i've always kind of like zach you're <laughs> well, literally dating someone else i've always kind of liked zach know. especially when you were facetiming him in the hotel when we were hosting the bachelorette together i always liked him then okay maybe she didn't say that one part but maybe she said <laughs> hey look you know zach yeah. and i have been talking a little bit how do you feel about this And Taysha said, it's fine. I have another boyfriend. I will remind you guys, when Caitlyn first started dating Jason, she reached out to Becca and got her blessing. So, like, again, we don't know where that kind of ended up. But Taysha, being, like, the unbothered queen in the midst of all this, posts, like, a smoking hot carousel of, like, bikini selfies with the caption, did somebody say something? And it's just like that. that. Who advised you to do that because they deserve a raise or a fruit basket? Yeah, no, I love that 
Tasha is able to just remove herself. Because quite frankly, guys, the drama, it's silly. It's very, very silly. Um, so I think that's like a strong move for Tasha. I kind of ship this couple. I'm curious to see where it goes if it becomes something. Well, what about, so I'm sure you've seen the internet being very pissed that this would not be a good match because Caitlin is very open about her love for alcohol. She has a wine sure. label. And Zach is obviously very open about sobriety. Mm-hmm. But like, what I have People an issue are allowed like, to have other personality yeah. traits besides right. like, I'm sober and I drink wine. Right. There's like so many other activities you can do together. Yeah. And I heard someone saying it, it may have been Dave Neal, but like, why are we like assuming that Zach doesn't have like agency over his own decisions? Like, it's not like she's totally. like cornering him in a room and forcing him to hang out. Obviously, if he's interested and they're okay with the fact that one is sober and one is not... That's also, he's them. literally at a New Year's party. Clearly, other people are drinking at said party, and he's comfortable enough in his sobriety to go to these types of parties. He would go out places with Tasha all the time. He was literally on the show, The Bachelorette, where they drink literally all the time. He's clearly comfortable enough in his sobriety to just, like, be there and still go to parties. Just because you don't drink doesn't mean you, like, don't <laughs> do things in the world. Right. Like, and, like, they can literally be at that New Year's party. Caitlin has her little champagne. Da-da-da. Zach's there hanging out with his little Martinelli's sparkling cider. And right. they're having a great time. And again, like, going back to what Caitlin said, like, we don't know them and we don't know the story. She posted a screen grab of, like, text messages. I guess while all the hate was rolling in, she was obviously texting friends or whoever mm-hmm. for support. And... She's like, all this bullshit, and, like, they don't even know what really happened. And it's, like, again, implying that something did happen. We just don't know the specific details of it. For all we know, Zach was the one to, like, really pursue Caitlyn. And maybe that's what she's, like, implying. Like, they don't know the half of it. I'm getting all this hate, but, like, this guy has been Mm -hmm. expressing that he's very interested in me, and I want to give it a shot. Right. So I don't know if she's, like, stoking the fire here or if she's just now at peace with this whole situation. But at the time of this recording, she just posted a story on Instagram of footage from her New Year's party. So, again, it's like, we're recording this January 8th. Do you know what you're doing by bringing this back up? But she posted a clip of her walking around her party and with the caption, still thinking about this party. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still thinking about it. Still She's thinking about to that be smooch. still thinking about it, yeah, and having a fun time. I think we should watch this space. Yeah, but like her sharing, I wish I could share my truth. Like, girl, you share everything we'll just else. Share it. Just share. I know. I wonder though if the truth would like implicate other people, which is why she doesn't want to do it. Well, the truth does or make set other people look really bad. It'll set her free, but who else will it put in jail? In her true, place? so true. Um, <laughs> I'm like literally a philosopher. Today. I know. So. This kind of has rocked the boat with Caitlyn and Jason. They were previously on good terms post their breakup, sharing dogs. But Caitlyn seems to be pretty disappointed in Jason playing the victim in all this. And by him playing the victim, it that's why she's getting hate. Because people are coming to Jason's defense. Not like he's saying he needs it, but like... What are people saying in Jason's defense? Like, Because my understanding was that always that he broke up with her. Well, now, um, I don't know. And people are like, oh, now you deserve to be broken up with? Because yeah. you're with Zach so quickly. I just feel like we're all making up what happened. And in turn, yes. I think people are making up that Caitlin was clearly talking to Zach prior to her breakup with Jason. And she's a, a horrible person for it. Jason deserves better. That's what they're saying. Um, so here's what Caitlin said on her pod. I personally thought Jason and I were in such a good space. Like, he came over the other day and I gave him a house tour. Well, I mean, we, I've been around you too. Yeah. Like, in the 
behind the scenes for months. It seems very amicable. It seems very mature. Like, I've seen you through other breakups. And, oh, I couldn't yeah. do what I do with Jason. I, I, yeah. I have found myself to be like, I want to invite him in. I want to show him the new house. He was like, I would love to see the house. I, we speak kindly about each other. We were, we had the best time at Chris Harrison's wedding. So I think I get really confused. Like, it's just, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm going to try and not get emotional because <laughs> I cried all day yesterday. But it's really disappointing to me the way that Jason's kind of leaning into the victim mentality because I don't want to dismiss that he's hurting. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss that his feelings are valid and his feelings are hurting. But, like, I have talked to him so openly and honestly. But also, it does mean you're not hurting, too. I am. Like, aside from all the shit going on on social media. But we have been, like, so transparent with each other to, like, have respect for one another. I've known you for eight years and I've known you all the years you were with Jason and so he's seen the same things I've seen and you've gone through stuff and you've had the internet bully you before and he sees how that affects you. I've seen how that affects you. So why would you ever want someone to feel that way again? The word disappointment keeps coming up. Like I feel so disappointed that someone could use a false narrative, like a false narrative accusation to garner sympathy for themselves. I'm not surprised that Jason is like using this once again as an opportunity to to get sympathy. We saw how he handled their initial breakup on his own podcast, you know, saying like, guys, it's been so hard and like taking a million pauses on his like recorded podcast that is edited, which is like you could have like tightened up those spaces. You could have taken it again, but like you left that in because you wanted to show how broken up you are and that's fine yeah I don't know I I feel like Jason does not pass up an opportunity to capitalize that just seems like his personality. It's the businessman in him. He can't help no, himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I can see why she's disappointed. I think Caitlin should continue to speak her truth. And again, like, if you want to share your truth, share it. I think that'll maybe have everything come to an end. Because if you are, like, if this all just innocently happened after your breakup, literally, that is not a crime. So right. there's Which no makes story. Me wonder, why isn't she sharing it? Are we all capitalizing here? <laughs> Because there is a lot of attention. There's a lot of engagement. There's a lot of people listening to podcasts. I don't know. So you think maybe she'll wait a week and then be like, here's the real story on her podcast to capitalize? Maybe. Um, I don't know. And I'm not going to assume. Oh, I was implying maybe she's not sharing because there's maybe some aspects of it that is a little gray area. Maybe. I believe, based on literally knowing nobody directly in this situation that Zach really did reach out after they broke up. And she mm-hmm. was like, oh, I kind of always thought Zach was cute. And oh, I'm going through a really hard time. It would be nice to have a cute boy to talk to. And they start talking. They hit it off. He comes to the the New Year's party. If that person didn't share that video footage, like, would we have even known? No. I think there was a photo. I think Blake Moynes went. And I think there, Zach's in a photo with Blake Moynes. So people could have put that together. But I think it's the her arm around him and clearly the ball drop is in the distance. That very much implies that Zach wasn't just a guest. Zach clearly yeah. was someone with Caitlyn. That mm-hmm. paired with like Katie Maloney being like, it's not my story to share. It, yeah. Well, then you're implying there's a story. Because if the truth is there's nothing going on, that's not a story. Right. So I don't know. So Jason's not following Caitlyn or Zach, but is, what about Caitlyn? Do we know that already? Did she un- what? Did we? That Jason's not following? No, that um, Caitlyn's not following Jason. Okay. But she is following Zach. Well, yeah, obviously. And, and Tasha. 
So I so okay, okay. I think I think that her and Tasha are on good terms. They attended that wedding together. Everyone sent me the fact that they were um sitting at the same table at Gary and Teresa's wedding and I saw it and I, I I see what you guys are getting at, but like that table was 500 feet long and they were sitting on total opposite mm-hmm. ends that I think it's possible to sit at a very big table at a wedding with someone and have there be tension and not have it be a big deal though, because there's so course, many yeah. other people in between them. Like I'm sure they said right. hello and kept it moving. And that's implying there's tension. There might not even be like, right. Tasha has moved on and this all could be fine. And you guys are all making up an issue for nothing. So that's how we kicked off the new year, really coming in with a bang, if you will. Mm-hmm. Not yes. implying that there was a bang between Caitlin and Zach, but you know what I mean. Um, but it didn't end there with the shocking news. Like, how shocked were you when you heard that Rachel Lindsay and Brian Abasolo were getting divorced? Legitimately shocked to my core. This was <laughs> not something that I would have predicted. And this, see, for whatever reason, I feel like we have a good gut on certain things where, like, when we hear certain rumors, and even though they're just rumors, I'm always like, eh, yeah, but I kind of believe it. I kind of see the vibes. Like, especially, like, with the Jason and Caitlyn stuff. Like, we were on top of that. If someone would have said to me two months ago, I'm hearing rumors that Rachel, Lindsay, and Brian are going to divorce, I would have been like, no. And my vibes don't steer me wrong. So that's just... But they did. Why this was very surprising to people me. Did, no, I know. No, no, but people did say that they were going to break up. I know, and back, I didn't believe. Back in October, Demois said a Bachelor Nation couple would be announcing a divorce. And then on um, Halloween, she shut the rumors down by posting, uh, this is the only announcement I'm making. I am Rihanna for Halloween. How did I do? And, like, she just shared her right. Home. So we were like, oh, that's her being like, fuck off. There's no story here. Like, it's not me, at least. It's someone else. And I did not ever think there was a possibility that it could be them. And I had listened to Nick's podcast, which I don't do often, but Rachel was the guest. And I like her. I think she has really good takes on certain TV shows and things. And so I listened Gave Nick the listen, goddamn me, but she talked about their relationship and was just kind of like really implying that they were in a good place. Like they talked a little bit about like how they're kind of struggling to get pregnant and have a family and how like that's been tough. But for the most part, they keep things really private and, you know, they're both just like so set in their careers and they have like a good thing going just because they don't post all about it doesn't mean they're not in a good place. Like she was really implying that they're like solid and good. She's like, this is silly. And then two days later, they announced the divorce. Yeah, but like, so, but she wasn't the one that to do it. So maybe she was totally blindsided. All right, so we have a clip from what Rachel actually said. If you want to play it, you know, we're working on having a kid. Congratulations (gasps) to you! Oh my gosh, congratulations! And it's it's like sometimes that's not as easy as you think. You think, okay, when I'm ready, I'm ready. It'll happen, and then it doesn't. So that's like been a little bit of a struggle too. So it's just a lot of change. I'm ready for a restart button Mm -hmm. for 2024 but everything is good like I feel very much at peace I have a lot of more time to just do the things that I want to do and figure out what's next so I'm trying to not freak out because I'm so used to controlling everything just uncertainty can be scary yes there you have it she said everything's good and she's at peace I can't tell, like, is she just, like, an amazing liar and bullshitter, or did she really feel that and she was blindsided? I just don't get how you can be that blindsided by a divorce. 
Like, you must know things are not going in a great direction. But I would understand wanting to cover that up and wanting to just, like, put on a united front to the world. No, I'm not blaming her for, like, lying about it, if that's the case. I'm just trying to figure out which one it is. I think it was probably things were rocky, but not rocky enough to throw in the towel. She goes on the the show. What is she going to say? Mm-hmm. Actually, things are really bad. <laughs> like, I can understand right, especially her Especially if you are to, trying like, to work on things, that's yeah. not the time to be, like... But, like, yeah. so... What's odd is that the news came out, and then normally when news comes out, you're kind of, like, waiting to hear from the source or see, like, the legitimacy of the of the news. But Brian mm-hmm. wasted no time going to Instagram. He said, if you've been following me for a while, you know I don't like to put my personal affairs on social media. I like to keep a safe space for our family. After more than four years of marriage, Rachel and I have made the difficult decision to part ways and start anew. My parents have been married forever, and I'm a family man, but sometimes loving yourself and your partner means you must let go. I wanted you to hear it from the source before the blogs start making up their own reality. Please respect the spaces of our family and friends as we figure out our next steps. It just seems odd, this whole thing. like, And it wasn't like yeah. a joint thing. It wasn't like them together releasing a statement to People magazine. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes when couples announce breakups, yeah. they do it together. This very much Which seems one-sided. makes me think it's one-sided. very much him. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Which sucks. And if that's the case, I feel for Rachel, Lindsay. That's obviously very hard to be so blindsided by that and have to do it in a public way and not have a partner to lean on. Even if, like, you are breaking up, I think couples that break up jointly still in a weird way, like have each other to lean on at least through that time. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even seem to have that. So that's really hard. Yeah. At the time of this recording, they both still follow each other on Instagram. But Rachel did remove Abisolo from her Instagram profile. So it used to say yeah. Rachel Lindsay Abisolo, and now it just says Rachel Lindsay, which I think is a, it's a bold statement. It's like when Nate removed Michelle Young fan president or yeah. whatever the fuck he said. <laughs> I knew the second he put that in his bio that things were going to go downhill. You're not the president of anyone's fan club. Right. And then... This is a bummer to me. It makes me kind of sad, but the world keeps turning. It's also... I think it's harder because it wasn't just a bachelor couple breakup. Like, it was a bachelor marriage. And and there's so few of those these days. Like, it's just... I really thought they were one of the good ones. The fact that they were so private kind of proved to me that they were that much more solid. I feel like when you're like showing every moment of your day and trying to prove to everyone that you're good, it's kind of like you question why. They were so private that you're like, well, obviously things are good. Like, right. Because we don't know anything about it. Yeah. And then the second she speaks out about, like, they're trying for a baby or whatever, like Mm -hmm. right after we we learned that they, they got divorced or getting divorced. Just crazy. I want to point out one thing in the um, court documents of their split. It says that he's seeking spousal support. He cites irreconcilable mm-hmm. differences. Yeah. But then also says that they've been living apart since December 31st, 2023, which was odd to me because the court docs were released like a day or two later. That I'm like, is that really, was right. that really needed that to tell us what you've, <laughs> you, what you slept apart for two days? That, I just felt like that was an odd addition. Well, I guess maybe that was to note that, like, they officially are not living oh, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's not like, sure. And by the way, I did not sleep in the same bed with her for the past two nights. If In case, <laughs> in case Your Honor, you're wondering. The spousal support thing is icky to me and gives me a bad taste in my mouth because it's like, he's a doctor. Why, why is he seeking spousal support? I totally understand situations like that when someone, when you have kids involved and, you know, like, but that's that's not spousal support. That's child support. And, of course, someone needs to pay money to supporting the child that they are also half of. But, like, 
Spousal support when you guys both have good jobs? Are you kidding? Who run the world? Girls. Girls Clearly not girls, because poor Rachel is going to be paying. No, but she runs Brian Abasolo. Spousal support. It just seems like that seems like a cheap money grab. It's like, Brian, you are very capable of making a living for yourself. It's not like you were a stay at home dad and had given up your career and you guys raised kids together and then you get divorced and you need spousal support because you literally can't make a living. Like, you're a doctor. That's Jackie saying that, by the way, guys. Don't DM me over that. But I will add my opinion on it. I feel very strongly about that. Go for it, though. And Rachel, just because she makes a ton more money than him, like... That's why I said who run the world. Girls. No, no, Rachel's such a fucking badass that that she is the one to get spelled. I think that's kind of like telling how awesome she is. I will say. Yeah. I, I, I think the spousal support is kind of confusing, but Raven's husband. What the fuck is his name? Adam. Adam posted uh, a comment in one of the comment sections. I think it was like an E! News Instagram and then deleted it. But he basically came to Brian's defense because a lot of people have the take that you're having that like the spousal support thing is weird. And he's like, this man works 12-hour days. He moved all over for Rachel. It's constantly like picking up and leaving because she would like be working in LA and then she's working here and Mm. then he's going here. Like that's not really ideal for him. And then maybe in some way that affected his ability to earn money. I don't know so if that's his, true. his argument is that, yeah, that he sacrificed part of his career. Which is to what support spousal support career. is for. Like if you are married to someone and you put them through college or whatever it is, like yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's like, I was here for you. I but I don't know like how long does spousal support last? Like does she just have to pay? I him? think it's case by case basis. Um yeah, I'm not exactly sure. But I don't know. Oh I think that's a, one a last, cheap shot. One last thing on this. Peter Krause. I checked in on him because I'm like, where are you in this situation? This I wonder if you kind of like raise an eyebrow to this. I wonder if it even still crosses your mind. But he posted a cryptic post for the new year after the news happened. And the caption was great start to the new year. And like, could that be about his real life? Sure. It may mean that something else. about Rachel? And did I slide in on those DMs? You better believe I did. Okay. But Peter, it's your- What did you say to him? Hey, Peter, we'd love to have you on She's All Batch podcast to talk about your experience on reality oh, TV. And your I life. thought like, you asked him specifically, like, oh, hey, no. why are you saying no, great I'm not start a fucking, to the new year? Is this I'm about not a Rachel fucking Lindsay? weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> I think people that do that are weird. I would do that if I knew the person. Like, sure. I don't know, if it was like Jason Foster or someone that, like, I felt comfortable asking mm-hmm. a question to. I definitely asked Jason, like, when Zach and Tasha first broke up, I was like, how, uh, how's it how's it going like what do you and like he didn't give me anything but like uh, i think in we this, need to circle back with him now about the zach I, and caitlin stuff i'm like jason you want to come in and defend your boy i don't he know he just wished me a happy birthday yesterday and i oh, was sweet. like i was like thanks jason um and i wanted to actually respond to be like by the way how's zach but i think jason's a very good friend yeah. overall especially to zach and i don't think he'll have anything to tell he's gonna be like katie maloney it's not my story to tell there's so many buses i don't know what bus yeah. route it's on one more thing though about going back to the caitlin thing real quick her mm. situation happened like history is repeating itself a little bit like she was engaged in a very serious relationship with sean then sean's trickles out and very quickly after Jason starts. Then she's engaged to Jason. Mm-hmm. They're hot and heavy for a really long time. Then that starts to trickle out. And what do you know? We have Zach. Like, I don't This is gonna be a hot take. Go for it. Caitlin should be single for a while. Uh, that's not I a hot take. I, I don't think, think it's healthy to go from relation to very serious relationship to very serious relationship to 
we don't know what this is, situation is going to be with Zach, but again, to potentially serious relationship. I just think like you got to take time for yourself and like reset and ground yourself and find yourself before jumping into another relationship. And maybe she did at the end of her and Jason's relationship. And yeah, but it hasn't been enough time in my in the school of Jackie. It hasn't been enough time. Okay. Well, maybe she needs to book a session with you. Okay. I would love if she would book a session with both of us <laughs> over true. Zoom, and then we air it on She's All Batch Podcast. I'm going to tie this up with a bow, though, guys. You know where we stand on this, but if you are someone that's sending Caitlin or anyone hate and you listen to this podcast, like, just delete us from your phone. I do not yeah. want to be entertaining someone that does this. And, like, that um, Instagram story she said about the hate, she was begging and I think there was something about it being like begging that really made me feel so empathetic towards her like she's literally like please capital letters please please stop and people continued how do you see that and continue you know people are sick in the head haters gonna hate we're gonna get into more haters when we go to um our conversation with Courtney guys that interview is so good stick around for that by the way hey do you want me to tell you something a little TMI Um, I don't know. Do I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> sure. I get, go for um, it. I get the worst period cramps like imaginable. Every single month without fail, there's at least one to two days where I'm like down for the count. I remember back in middle school, I would like have to be picked up from Aww. school. Like it was all, always really bad. I'm so excited to be partnering with Jovi though, because Jovi is a reusable, flexible patch that helps reduce the impact of pain when you're on your menstrual cycle. And I made sure to use Jovi before this ad read. I was like, you got to send it to me because I I need at least a month. And it did significantly help me with the pain. So basically, Jovi, you simply pinpoint the pain, you put the Jovi patch on, and then you power through. And then you you can move the patch around too if you need it. And it's reusable. And I think if you're going through the same type of pain and you want to try it, you can actually try Jovi risk-free for 120 days. That's up to four cycles. And if you aren't sold on the product, you can get a refund. Also, just want to mention too, guys, Jovi is 100% drug-free which is awesome. So if you guys want to go check it out, Jovi has helped tens of thousands of women thrive through every single day of their cycles. And if you want to become one of them, head to meetjovi.com slash she's all batch and then use code she's all batch for 40% off your order. So that's right. It's 40% off. Once again, that's meetjovi.com backslash she's all batch for 40% off and make sure you use promo code she's all batch that they know you heard about them from us. That's J-O-V-I, by the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe hard to spell. Okay, so in the new year, I have been asked to go into my corporate office a couple more days a week, which Boo. has been a huge adjustment. <laughs> Boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. Um, but so that means I've just been like adopting this whole new lifestyle of like maybe packing my lunch, going into the office. And for times when I don't want to have to like spend so much money on a snack in the middle of the day, I've been bringing mosh protein bars with me as well. It's a protein bar that's made for your brain, guys. They have six amazing flavors and they include 12 grams of protein and it's made with ingredients that support brain health like ashwagandha, lion's mane, collagen, and omega-3s. It has 160 calories and only one gram of sugar. I do think when you have healthier snacks on hand, you're more inclined to go to that. I sometimes like, yeah. I won't eat for a while and then I'm like starving and then I just grab whatever I can get my hands on and that's not great. Having something like this in your bag, it will ensure that you're eating something that you know 
is not bad for you. Cause like who wants to settle for a mediocre snack when you can nourish your body and mind with the fuel it needs to succeed? Go to moshlife.com slash she's all batch. That's M-O-S-H life.com slash she's all batch. That's gonna save you 20% off plus free shipping on your first six count trial pack. So you can try all their flavors and see which one you like. M-O-S-H-L-I-F-E.com slash she's all batch. Snack better this season or this year, you know? Oh my God, we're gonna kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air. And what do you think about that, Jackie? Um, What do I think about that? I would say it's probably a good time. I think what so. Do you think? No, it's a good time. You're right. Yeah. Yay, I'm excited. I feel like we haven't done these in a minute. We haven't. We've also been off for like 75 years. As I'm saying this, looking at my phone, I have a DM from someone. When are you guys back from break missing the pod? Aw, well, we're back now. We are back. You know that from The Hangover? We are back. We are back. Mm -hmm. And we're bringing Doug back. We are back. We are back. We are getting Doug back. And we're the three best friends that anybody could have. Okay, first one. Uh, A few weeks ago, I was out on a date in my neighborhood in New York City, and I saw a guy walk by that looked like Pilot Pete from the most recent Bachelor in Paradise season. Oh, so thank you for specifying. So she doesn't mean Pilot Pete. She means Pilot Pete 2.0 for the most recent Bachelor season. If you didn't say that, I would think this was about Peter Weber. So thanks for clarifying. A week later, I walked directly past him on the same street, so I realized I definitely saw him the other day, too. Then yesterday, I saw him again a few blocks up. I haven't said anything because honestly, I don't have anything to say to him. (laughs) Because honestly, I don't have anything to say to him. But I think he lives in my neighborhood or at least goes to my gym around me. Because now I've seen him too many times. Yeah, he must live there, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, are you sure you don't know him? Maybe you know him. Well, she clearly doesn't because she didn't say (laughs) hi when she saw him. What would you say if you saw him on the street? I guess it's weird. I don't don't know... Well, no, it's funny you say that because I saw Sarah Hamrick over the weekend at this Greek restaurant and I texted Stephanie about it. It's awkward though, because like, I didn't go up to her or say anything because like, sometimes what is there to say? Well, in your case, you ha- we don't know who this person, like what she's- I know, but I know in my case, I could be like, hey, like I have the She's All Batch podcast, blah, blah, blah. But like, am I going to interrupt this girl's no. dinner when she's like sitting at a restaurant across the restaurant to be like, hey, I have a podcast about The Bachelor- Bye. No, what I would it it didn't feel like the time. Maybe if she got up and was leaving and on her way out, you're like, Sarah, what up, girl? I know. It's annoying because when we were when I first got there, like we were waiting by the bar. She was had just walked in and we were both waiting to be seated. That was the time. And that's when I spotted her and was like, "Mm, I'll like wait a minute. But then we both got seated like on opposite sides of the restaurant. It was very loud. I'm not gonna like it's one of those restaurants where it's like it's a table of two, table of two, table of two, table of two, and they're all like squeezed together. What am I going to do? Like scooch on over from the booth and be like, hey, Sarah. Do you know what I call restaurants like that? Speed dating. What? Like I, whenever there's a setup. Oh, it's Whenever a, yeah, there's it a setup like in a restaurant like that, I'm like, oh, I can't do the speed dating. Like I am someone. I just did it this weekend. When I'm getting seated, I'm like, is there anywhere in the corner that's not around people? And I find that like speaking up, helps my dining experience because a lot of times before Mm. I started speaking up, I would be put like on top of someone else who's like screaming, having a conversation. It ruins my experience. So anyway, getting really off topic here, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like dining at whatever place that was. That's fine. Did you like it? I did. I actually thought the food was really good because I'm not really always that into Greek food, but um, I thought it was really good. Sometimes you just don't have a choice in these New York City restaurants. It's so tiny. Everything's so packed. Mm. 
it's so rare to be able to be like, can I sit alone in a booth all the way over there? Yeah, I mean, sometimes um, they'll say no, but... Yeah, but it's always worth it to ask, for sure. I, you know me. <laughs> Someone says no, you're talking to the wrong person. Uh, in this case, though, we need to find out what's happening. Why Pi- Pilot Pete is like, you're always seeing him. Are you single? Maybe mm. this is like serendipitous, and you should like Maybe. try to have a meet cute. Like mm-hmm. you should be holding books, and then when you see him, like stumble and drop the books, and then he picks it, picks it up, and then you guys slowly look up at each other, and then he asks you. Yeah, off. do that next time you run into him, or like. I always want to meet someone at the grocery store where we both reach for, like, the same tomato. And we're like, oh, hey, sorry. (laughs) So maybe you'll see him at the grocery store. Yeah. One time I met a guy on a train. And I, like, kind of – I, like, dated him for, like, two weeks. Wow. My dream in life is to meet my husband on an airplane. Wait. I was just going to say that. We're seated next to each other. So Kayla Quinn met her – not her current husband. But she met her boyfriend from before The Bachelor on a plane. And she says on The Bachelor, like, she romanticized it so much that she's like, this has to be it because this was such a romantic way to meet. And then she's like, Mm -hmm. I was holding on to the relationship too long because it's – just because you meet somewhere cute doesn't mean it's the one. Doesn't mean it's meant to be. That's true. But I'm still holding out hope. In this case, I think it is meant to be for this person and Pilot Pete 2.0. So go to the grocery store. Stat. Or whatever that gym you're saying you think he's a part of, like, go to that gym. But don't you think it's cuter to meet at the grocery store than the gym? Gym, you're all sweaty and you're like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Lurk around the gym. And see if he's he's there. (laughs) You're there in, like, normal clothes, like, not working out, just, like, by the weights. (laughs) I think you're like, excuse me? He's going to think that she's stalking him, and that's just not going to be good. I didn't mean go in. I didn't mean, like, on the treadmill you're in, like, a fucking dress. Yeah, no, just, like, have a coffee on a bench near the gym. And then if you see him, drop all your books. Perfect. So you're going to have to get a lot of books and probably a backpack to prepare for this moment, but... Mm-hmm. That's the but price that's okay. you have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hi, I finally have a bachelor encounter. A few weeks ago, my boyfriend and I were in California at Disneyland. We got in line for the Haunted Mansion, and shortly after we were there, I realized Taisha was in line in front of me. Ah, that's a good one. Anyways, she was there with her boyfriend, I think, but I literally couldn't believe it. She was so nice, and we ended up being in the same group for the ride. I didn't get a picture, Aww. but was happy that I ran into someone famous on my trip. Girl. If I was on the ride and they took, like, the photo, I would just buy the photo. Yes! Just to be like, oh, You have to buy the photo then. But she didn't. I don't know if they take photos on the Haunted Mansion. Do you think they do? Wait, the Haunted Mansion specifically is the one they take of the whole room. You know, it's, you guys can't see me, but I'm making a rectangle What do you mean? You do go on the ride, though. Like, you mean everyone. (laughs) No. Like, you you know how they go in the elevator and then it stretches and then you go in the thing? Yeah. But but your picture is everyone that you're on oh, the yeah, ride yes, with. Oh, yes, that's what I mean. Like, everyone in the little cart. Right. So yes. even if you're in the front left and she's in the back right, yeah. she would be in your picture. You, yeah. for sure, should have bought that picture. Ugh. Missed opportunity. Now, that would have been a bachelor encounter and you had the picture to show for it. Damn. <laughs> so rule of thumb, guys, moving forward. If you are on a ride with someone and they're there, like, buy the picture. Buy we'll the picture. We'll expense it. We'll pay for it. I'm like, do we want to put that out into the universe? Everyone's going to start sending us their pictures and then we have to pay for them. But you know what? I feel like there's probably not that many out there. People who have pictures on rides with people from The Bachelor. <laughs> um, like on Splash Mountain. Yay! <laughs> I, t- I take that back. I don't want to be paying for your Disney pictures. 
We're already losing money with Gossgate. We don't have an update yet, by the way, guys. So true. Because, um, yeah. But if we win Gossgate, we'll pay for one person's picture from a Disney yes. World ride. Disney World or land ride. Right. With someone from The Bachelor in the picture. And it has to be verifiably them, not yeah. someone with a, with a hat held down right, right, and you're right. pretending that it's like, I don't know, Nick Vial. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. One more. Hello, I have another Bachelor encounter. Yesterday, I met the Caitlin Bristow. Okay. A Tasha one followed by a Caitlyn one. It's this a sign. Is like, it's a sign that... Of something. That they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone exactly. blew out of proportion. She was at a wine store 10 minutes away from me. I found out through Instagram. My husband and I waited online for maybe 20 minutes, and Caitlin was sitting at a table signing wine bottles, talking to us a bit, and taking pictures. While waiting on the line, we were given samples of the wine, which made waiting easier. Yes. When it was my turn, I went up to her and told her what an inspiration she was to me and that I follow her on Instagram, and she is so relatable. I went on to say she did amazing on Dancing with the Stars, and I've listened to just about every episode of her podcast. She responded saying, oh, you're going to make me cry before wiping her eyes. My husband and I were dressed in our Christmas best. I was wearing a pink sparkly Santa hat, and she said she had the same hat. I thought that was so cool. I took a selfie with her, and I got a hug. She's the best. Aww. I do love that, like, you were able to see that she was there on Instagram and, like, make it happen in real time. Because a lot mm. of times that it'll be like, oh, I look at my phone, I'm like, oh, fuck. Caitlin Bristow was down the street before, and I didn't see it, but... The fact that you were able to hop on that and make it happen. Totally. Kudos to you. you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, DM me at She's a Batch, and we may read it next week. You never, ever know. Oh, my God, guys. If you haven't tried microdose gummies yet, I really want to know why, because I am obsessed with them, and you can use our code once again, She's All Batch, if you go to microdose.com. Jackie, you use these gummies all the time. Why mm-hmm. should they try them? Yeah, no, I use them for sleeping. I'm literally a horrible sleeper and simply can't sleep without them. So I take them every single night. They give the perfect entry-level doses of THC. So they it helps you feel relaxed and chill, but you don't feel high by any means. There's also a lot of CBD in there, which is more of like a body relaxation. And THC is what makes your head high. And there's not that much of that. And I just feel like it quiets my mind and I'm able to just kind of like melt into my bed. Yeah. And you know, when you like, you're, you're in for the night, you're in bed and you're watching TV and you just want to kind of like zone out Mm -hmm. or like just relax and kind of have your brain shut off. Like you're saying that delivers those results for me. So I am someone that uses these microdose gummies all the time. I'm so pumped to be partnering with them. So again, that's microdose.com. Use code She's All Batch. It's available nationwide. That's going to get you 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Yes. Also guys, it's a great thing to use for dry January if you are trying to cut out alcohol, but you still need or want something to kind of help you unplug at the end of the day and relax. This is a great substitute. Microdose.com code She's All Batch. This upcoming segment with Courtney is sponsored by EveryPlate. Yeah, if you guys are looking to budget your food expenses, new year, new you, we're trying to save money, I get it. You can use America's best value meal kit, EveryPlate. Their meals, guys, are cheaper than your average fast casual meal. So instead of doing takeout, you can save money while still enjoying fresh and satisfying meals. Yeah, and they provide plenty of delicious variety with more than 25 tasty and affordable recipes that change every week, which is so clutch. It's easy to find something flavorful and satisfying for every meal of the day. Plus, you can add even more delicious options to your order with over 25 convenient sides, 
breakfast items, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. You guys can also literally get $1 steak for life. Yes, you heard that right, $1 steak. How is that even possible? But basically what you do is you simply just add the 10 ounce ranch steak to your weekly order for just $1 per box while your subscription is active. Like you literally can't get a better deal than that. You can't get $1 steak at the grocery store. So you can get a meal for $1.49 plus $1 steaks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and then entering code 49 she's all batch. So the guys, the subscription must be active to qualify and redeem the $1 steak. But yeah, you can go check them out at everyplate.com slash podcast and use code 49 she's all batch. All right, guys, we have back on the podcast, Miss Courtney Robertson. You obviously know her from Ben Flanick season. You know her from her podcast after reality. You know her from her best-selling book. I didn't come here to make friends, confessions of a reality show villain. Courtney. Coming back on She's All Batch, wearing a She's All Batch sweatshirt. Yes, I had to bump up my uh, my chair a little bit so we can show them. <laughs> yes, show it. It looks so oh, good on you. I love it. My belly is so big, you guys. I just want to be comfy. I'm in sweatpants. It's it's sweatpants season for sure, but I love it. For sure. And Aww. you're expecting baby number three. Yes. Wild, huh? How is that going? Because you have two already. You have the third one on the way. You're doing this podcast. You're doing mom, wife life. Like, how are you juggling all of that? You know what? I'm really fortunate that my husband's like so hands-on because the first trimester I was so tired. All I wanted to do was just like lay in bed and Mm -hmm. he really takes the kids and like he'll take them to the park or that kind of stuff. But yeah, the Mm -hmm. podcast has been definitely a little spread thin. Um, There's some days I edit everything myself and I'm booking everybody and you guys know how Mm -hmm. hard, hard that can be. And um, but I'm enjoying it. I'm managing and and now the kids are in preschool. So I have a three and a half year old and a two-year-old and my two-year-old, my daughter is just so sassy and really (laughs) testing me right now. So, but it helps, you know, having some help for sure. That's, that's so that's, cute. I was going to so ask, like, is it true? Like, is one, one is one, two is 20. Is that like accurate? Cause I only have one. Oh, that's right. How old is yours? Three. Oh, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, that's a good question. And I think three will be interesting. I think that will be then come ask me then because, okay. <laughs> but luckily they sleep through the night. My son's yeah. potty trained, my daughter's potty training, which is such a game changer it's just so much easier to take him out in public now and right. well, him, not my daughter. She's, she stays at home a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I want to talk a little bit about your podcast because I didn't realize you were doing all the editing, all the booking, everything behind the scenes yourself. And obviously, like you said, we know we've been doing it ourselves as well, but I want to know kind of like how that came to fruition and kind of how you got the idea for the podcast and how it's kind of taken off since. Yeah, obviously I once I had my kids, I started really listening to podcasts more because I can't watch Sesame Street all day and like yeah. I, I like was craving like adult conversation, you know? So I mm-hmm. really started listening to podcasts a lot and I was like, god, this is like I love Smartless, I listen to you guys. I'm a big fan of She's All Batch and you know, Thank I you. constantly get asked about The Bachelor even in my personal life. So, yeah. I just got inspired and I was like, I don't think this format's going anywhere. I do have two kids now. The real estate market was kind of cooling down and I thought, you know what? This is something I could probably do from home and I would love to try it. So, I didn't know where to start. Didn't know my ass from my elbow like tech tech stuff and so I reached out to Chad and Lizzie at Game of Roses just to be like, "Hey, would you guys mind talking to me?" and they're like, "We'd love to produce it for you." 
So they really helped me get the right equipment and taught me, you know, the back mm-hmm. end of it. And then like I'll bounce ideas off of them. And that they're such a wealth of knowledge. Like if I'm interviewing somebody, they have like documents. I could be like, I'm talking to like Gabriella Elnicki coming up and they'll help you me. Are? Kind of- yeah, oh, yeah, that's such oh, a good that's one. Exciting! I can't wait to hear that. Yes. Wait, when? When? Because isn't Soon. she on? Yeah, contact? she's been traveling and stuff. But I so that's part of it too, you guys. Is I've I've been working with Warner Brothers to get people approved. It's amazing <sighs> who they approve and who they won't approve. Wait, why? It is amazing because we never get approved. Wait, to hold, interview so many people questions who are on contract. That. If you yeah. are so, you're produced by Game of Roses. Yes, but like they wouldn't be approved for Game of Roses because right? Or do they get, or what's the deal there? Cause we don't like, get approved until have... people are off contract. Really? That surprises oh, yeah. me. Are you putting like, uh, you know, inquiries in through Warner brothers? I mean, we usually couple... when we talk to people, like the, the talent will put in an inquiry for us and they'll be like, Oh, they said, no, sorry guys. Like we'll circle back when we're off contract, but we don't ever reach out ourselves. I guess maybe that's should. Just... Yeah, you should. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but like, for example, I had Kat Izzo on, um, after her season of Zach's season. And we've been talking, we have made a friendship through just that. And I feel bad for her. Like she's totally getting the villain edit, like yeah. so bad mm-hmm. on paradise. So I'm, and she's like, I'd really love to come back on and like chat with you. Cause I have been the villain. And I think yeah. that's also fun because I love, and having been a guest on so many podcasts, it gives people a, a platform to really share their side of the story and also like their personality and kind of push the envelope a little bit to, almost like stand up for yourself, but they, they won't approve her again. I can't get her back on right now because of everything that's going on. I just got heard yesterday, like we can't approve her. Um, and a couple other people that I've been trying and I keep asking for, but they approved Blake Moyne. So I got to reach out to him. And I would say that's been the hardest thing. Like there's been days where I'm just like DMing everybody. I've been, I hate to, I keep telling everyone this. I've been DMing with Rachel Levis um mm-hmm. she's starting a podcast and wait I'm you want to get... have her wait I you're inspiring me so much though I know because, I'm like, like oh that'd be so good well, for us so, to get like Rachel but in your interviews slide into the DMs you know I've just been slide slide slipping and sliding <laughs> <laughs> but like you're in your interviews they are exposing things that are not necessarily a part of their contract so I'm curious why they're okay with them coming on the pod I think that there's a fine line, right? And like, so when I have the people on contract, they're on the line with me. And mm-hmm, right. luckily they haven't. Uh, and so I'm kind of like, oh, there's a fly on the wall. Um, and yeah. I think there's been a few things where like, hey, can you take that out? But right. very mi- minor stuff, very minor stuff. Mm-hmm. But like Braden Bowers was on, they were on the line. So they've been great. I mean, at approving some people, it's just hard. It's just hard. I mean, that's been the hardest part for me is, getting people and then also getting them to commit and show up. So, well, yeah, yeah. we've, we've had, had a handful of those. We've <laughs> had some frosted flakes. So a couple of frosted flakes, honestly, out of, we've done over a hundred out of a hundred. It's probably only been five that have been frosty <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. Everyone's been super like respectful and, you know, show up, but there have been people that literally have just didn't, didn't show up. I've so. had that same thing happen. I just had a uh, Shanae did that to me after. So mm-hmm. I, I think she was on paradise and I've been, I, yeah. I, I want to get her on. I want to like talk about her boyfriend and like, you're pregnant and I'm pregnant. And I love mm-hmm. the angle of talking about parenthood, you know, and mm-hmm. the reality of that. So, but uh, the bachelor pod uh, guests do the best as I'm, I'm learning. Well, yeah. 
people know me from that, but I really love talking to like big kid problems. And I had a uh, big time adulting on and, and those conversations I really get a, get a lot out of. It's interesting that you said like when you have people who are still on contract versus off and kind of like towing that line, like do you go, you obviously have to go into it with like an expectation that like, this is going to be a very different interview if it's someone who's kind of still on contract versus off. How do you kind of manage that? Yeah. Well, it's like I said, having them on the line, it's like, Mm -hmm. like if I, if it was just me and them, I would probably push the line a little bit harder. Right. But I've actually been pleasantly surprised. Like people really want to share. And no, yeah, I'm I think sure with do. the podcast, like everybody doing them now, like, I mean, I'm surprised like that they approve so many and let them say things on other podcasts that they approve right. on theirs, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why? Hey, why can't I? <laughs> We've obviously had people come on and like completely expose the edit. So I feel like we are known to ABC as one of the podcasts that people come to vent and like, we've right. had like really, really crazy ones. So That's what I, I love, feel like love about it. And your commentary, oh. like dissecting that I think is bar none. Like, you know oh. what I mean? Like the follow-up and that has been the hardest part for me is the follow-up in interactions and learning that if you have any mm-hmm. tips for me, mm-hmm. but yeah. be ballsy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, my thing is like, what is the Chris Jenner line? I always say, Oh, if, if someone says no, you're talking to the wrong person. That's mm-hmm. my mentality. Like you can't, it doesn't hurt to ask. I can ask the question. If they say like, Hey, look, I'm not comfortable. I totally will be respectful, but like, you'll never know unless you ask it. So if you feel it, ask it. And if they're like, Oh, I think that's going to breach my contract then say, okay, I'll take it out. But like, and it's like, no answer is an answer too. And kind of seeing how people try to dance around things can sometimes say a lot. Oh, that's really good. (laughs) And thank you guys with the rebrand. You guys helped me. I was messaging with you guys. You guys were like, geniuses yes, yeah and I, I was like I'm, I need a new name and I, I almost went with a couple you had amazing suggest suggestions Aww, so thanks. thank you and then another thing about the pod when you're saying that Game of Roses is producing it because we're big fans of them too and they're phenomenal what does producing up what does what do they do for you so like do they look at do they listen to your episodes before they go live like how I I don't know that they do I mean they are so busy but um they got me set up through ACAST and the advertisements they break down the numbers for me and so like once I have it done I just send it to them and then they upload it for me I wouldn't even know where to start with that um oh okay got it okay yeah they've kind of been coaching me along the way and then obviously they'll they get a cut of like a little you know percentage of, Mm, of sales which I'm just starting to monetize a, a little bit more. It takes time. Right. So yeah, that's kind of, they're my producers. I love what they do and I really appreciate their help. Oh, yeah. that's so awesome. And, and you know, I, I will say the first season they, they were editing them for me and they were putting them out, but then it was like the bandwidth, like we need a better process. I was paying somebody for a while, but it was kind of hard because it's like, ugh, like I know how the conversation went and then like having to delegate to somebody like, at mark mm-hmm. number da da da. I I don't know if you guys edit yourselves, but it was like I just it was more work to have to like tell somebody else what to do. Yeah, we do like a combination of both. We have an editor that'll do like a first pass at it, and then either me or Stephanie will like clean it up. And then if there's something that we said that we want to take out, you know, only we like right. you said we were in the conversation, we know how it went. Um, but it's nice to have someone do a little bit of that. Um work beforehand yeah like He's trim great. the we fat like I yeah hate exactly that I say you know a lot like there's things that I'm like yeah or like 
like you ask a question, there's like dead air for a while. I'm like, I'll just trim that down. So, Mm -hmm. right. So now you learn to do that yourself. Yes. Yes. How did you, you just taught yourself or taught myself YouTube baby. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And I kind of geek out on that. I have a background in graphic design, so I'm really good at sitting at the computer and I can be patient. I don't get frustrated and just sitting Mm -hmm. there and I'm also a perfectionist. So it's like, but like I had Dave yeah. Neal on recently and his audio was so bad. I was like, shit, maybe I shouldn't put this out. But the conversation was so good. And then the comments were like, this is garbage and the audio is garbage. And, but like that, like crushed me. I was like, damn it. Like I, I couldn't figure out how to make it better. Cause he was in his car. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with the getting dog? like comments Give and me feedback advice. And <laughs> how stuff? do you handle um, it? I feel, but I feel like someone in your position, I would think you have such a tough skin and you been, have been on national television before. Um, so I'm just curious, like how the difference has been like on such a big scale versus obviously podcasting comments are very different because it, it feels a lot more personal. Um, yes, but it's, I'm curious how you deal with that. Well, I looked at comments one day and it like totally bummed me out for like two days. I, I don't have thick skin at all. And as I've gotten older, I've been becoming more of a softy, but I like reached out to Dave Neal and like, and you know what I did is I went and looked at other people's podcast comments and their reviews. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Like, but I did want to give up. I was like, but the same thing with anything in life, like, you know, not everyone's going to like you. Like, you know, I always tell people on my season, like the girls didn't like me, but guess what? I didn't like half the, uh, you know, a lot of the girls. So right, it goes both ways. And it does just make you want to be better. I'm like, okay, I do know I say this a lot or that's annoying. Yeah. So I'm going to personally work on that. But I, do, I just don't look anymore. But I will say I do get like the DMs that I see sometimes. But it's it's pretty minimal. Um. So what about you guys? Do you guys get trolls? A little bit. This is um, such a hot topic for me. <laughs> I know. Especially I've been going. Yeah. Me and Stephanie I handle it very differently. Really? Um, I've been, I would love I've your been, tips too. I get bummed yeah. out. I get sad. No, I get, I get like really so sad. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's bad. What I've done recently, and this is actually going to come out in January. So like, God, I wonder what place I'll be in then. Guys, we are recording this in December. Oh, but um, this is us from the the future or this is future you or past. I love how you past. No, past. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <duh. laughs> yeah, guys, you're a whole year ahead of us right now. But I'm hoping by January, I'll be out of this little funk. But like I, if I accidentally see something bad, it'll ruin my day, like truly. And um, what I've found is like boundaries are helping for me. Like I don't have to go look at things. I don't have to, you know, engage in certain things or seek things out, not knowing like, what is it? They can't make you feel inferior without your consent. So if I don't know, your comment is just a floating thing in the internet that's going to go away in a day. like. Mm -hmm. it gets washed out to sea pretty quickly I I truly think not looking is the best um Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'll respond to people like I'm sorry you feel that way and then they're like oh you're awesome you know what I mean like I just and you know what if it's somebody's not listening like you get so many positive ones too and that helps but that's how I look at it it's like you know it's like three bad comments out of you know the thousands of people that listened and liked it and chose not to say anything because they liked it and moved on with their day. Um, So sometimes I just think, you know, the most negative voices are the loudest, but that does not mean that that's what everyone thinks at all. I feel like I'm in a pretty good place with like just letting it roll off because it's truly like it's three people saying something so mean versus like thousands of people who enjoy it and move on with their lives. And 
that's know. a good i wish it's I not had that more deep, of that you know it's it is no that courtney deep. we need to talk off off this call because i, I oh, don't think anytime. we can maybe help each other you like, message I, me anytime my husband's really great at it like we just okay. are very different people i don't know if you talk to your husband about it yeah. but i'll be like look what this a-hole said to me and and i'm like i'm getting ready to fire back and he's like courtney do not play in the mug mud with pigs you'll always get oh, dirty that's and a good he, one such a good phrase. and he's like and they like it and that is so true and I had a lawn mm-hmm. gail helping me navigate the media world like twitter and that kind of stuff after uh, and he's pretty good at what he does and I remember him kind of coaching me and like he always responded to people he everybody gets negative negativity if you look at anybody it's just the world that we live in unfortunately now yeah. and if you can like kind of like you said setting boundaries Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not really like, why is, what does Caitlin Bristow say? Like, don't go shopping for pain. And man, she gets a lot of online hate. Yeah. Yeah. No, no she sure. really does. But I remember like back during like a bad breakup in college, I would like actively seek out my ex-boyfriend's Facebook page to see if any girls wrote on it. And like, I Same. literally would get up, look at it and be like, yeah. Oh, okay, nothing. And then close my computer. And then one day I looked and there was a girl and I got all upset. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm literally seeking Everybody it out. does that. That is human nature. I've done it too. I, I still do it. You know, I still am like, oh, I wonder what that person's up to. It doesn't yeah. bother me, but it's like, you're just, it's like curiosity, right? But especially right. like, but after it killed fresh. that cat. Yeah, ew, it did. It did. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But you got it on like a wider scale on national TV. And I know when they brought you back for um, the Women Tell All, which they never bring the winner back to the Women Tell All. You talked about this in your book, but how did they like convince you? Because now you saw the edit. And I, I've said right. this on the podcast before. I freaking love that when you finished, you got engaged. And then you're like, nailed it. America's going to love me. And then you had no clue that the edit was going to be what it was. How did they get you back to sit in that hot seat alone? Like, what did they say? So it was really my, I didn't have to be there contractually. Right. And it had been so bad for me in the media. And I remember there was a story coming out about a family member of mine. And I, I remember calling Warner brothers and being like, you guys are doing jack shit to help me. I actually felt like they were feeding stories about me to the us weeklies and to the people and mm. stuff like that. You guys have to understand, like I was on the cover of us weekly for like five weeks in a row, not the sidebar, like the, the main. And it was like man eater, shameless seduction. Um, Us Weekly was coming out with this story uh, about a family member that was like really awful. And I found out through an ex's sister who's um, is with a somebody who's in the public eye. So she like knows how to work the media. But long story short, I called him. I was like, you guys need to do something. If you don't help me out, like I am going to just blow the doors off this thing. Like I am in the trenches by myself. I can't talk to the media. Also, remember back when, when girls would get eliminated? eliminated they could go and talk to the press about like how I was because I went to the end I never had the opportunity to stick up for myself and like for example I remember one girl being like Courtney just slept all the time or so each week like not only was the media hounding me and these like crazy stories were coming out of me like most of them weren't even true um the girls were knocking me every week and then that would become a story but as far as the women tell all goes um Ben and I, I had just said like, we're done. Like he had still been calling me. He, in his mind, he thought we were broken up. I didn't. Um, that, that, that's where we differ on that. 
he said that because remember those pictures surfaced of him. Yeah, well, I would just, he's kissing the girl in those pictures. And then he's like, I did not kiss that woman. He did. We're looking at the picture. You're kissing. No? Exactly. And like, <laughs> let me say it. You don't say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was like the lines were blurred, but we were, I was like, I'm done with you. Like I'm going to the women tell all just so you know, because like I was just done with it. Like he would check in with me and I was like, I need to do this for myself to have a platform to stick up for myself, but mm-hmm. it wasn't live back then. Um, oh. So it, it, they could edit it however they wanted to. And I negotiated a, an appearance fee. They paid me and they bought me a dress. So they paid me like two grand to be there. And I use that as like a, this is my moment to like, I knew that like we weren't going to be together after the final rose. At that point I had made up my mind. I had been trying to fight for the relationship and I was just done. And then it didn't really go my way. They said to me, like, you really need to just like throw yourself on the sword and, um, and, and you know, obviously shed some tears and apologize to the girls. And I did. And I genuinely was like so broken down and in such a dark place in my life that, but like, then the girls were like, look at her. She's like pretending to cry. I mean, it just was like the hits kept coming and everybody was like gassed up on tequila and like auditioning for a bachelor pad. And that was Mm -hmm. like a pretty traumatic thing for me. I'm glad I did it because I do think it kind of shifted some people's opinions of me. But uh, it doesn't feel good to be like America's most hated and be like in a failing engagement. And then right. after uh, to, to round it off uh, after that, uh, Ben was in L.A., obviously. And then he was like, can will you meet with me? And he came and he showed up uh, to the happy couple house or like wherever he was going to be staying with like a bouquet of flowers and was like, I want to make this work. <laughs> OK. And then you did try, though, for a while. I was surprised. I was like, I was kind of shocked. Like I already kind of had my mind made up. And then like, he really was like, he was apologetic and he really sold me on the idea. And Mm -hmm. and then I was like, Hmm, okay, well that could be like the silver lining and all this, like we're together after the final rose. And then those, so we got back together and then like literally two days later, those pictures came out and he had no clue. So that was that story. Sorry, you guys, if I went on a tangent, but no, no, it's are great, you kidding me? I'm sitting here in my head and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Like, honestly, yeah. because I was so into that season and obviously I always loved you, but like, I, it's so interesting to hear your take on things. I also think in terms of the girls that the women tell all, they're all piling on because that's probably one they were told to. And two, yes. given your edit, they don't mm-hmm. want to be the one going against the grain. They don't want, like, they want to, it's almost right. trendy. Even if they didn't care, like they were indifferent, mm-hmm. they're going to jump on. I remember you saying like, I didn't even know you. Or like some girls like call it that went home night one seem to have a big problem with you. Why? They're Their doing it so they can were, like, like crazy. I think they were honestly. I, and that's something that most people wouldn't notice, but Ellen DeGeneres did a spoof on it. And she had famously kind of teased me the whole season because she's a big bachelor fan and she Mm -hmm. did a spoof where it's her in the hot seat and it actually was like in my favor like one girl was like it was like week two and you didn't even know my name and it's like there's 25 girls there and she was sick the whole time like I remember why I didn't know her name and I'm also really bad with names but like that was her only grievance with me um right and then you know I here's the other part of it that really made it intense was like I said some really sassy things in my interviews ITMs in the moment. And then they all saw it. So it just like poured gasoline on the fire. You know, they were bringing up stuff I said in my interviews that it's like, 
but I wasn't saying it to your face. <laughs> well, I was I, nice to everybody. Yeah, with the ITMs though, are you you talked about this in your book too? But like they're gassing you up to say certain things. You're are you drinking with the producers? There, it oh, yeah. feels like you're talking to a friend. So you're yes. not thinking it's going to be aired in front of millions of people. I mean, you know it will right. be, but like you're not thinking about that in the moment. No, not really. I, I mean, I knew I was saying like some kind of like you know, I thought I was just joking around having fun <laughs> with my yeah. friends. And, but they, I always tell people this too. They ask you the same question, but like five different ways. And Frank inviting is real. Um, the things that got me in the most trouble were voiceovers. Mm-hmm. And I, when I watched my season back, when I wrote my book, I was surprised like at how many voiceovers they used on me. And because mm-hmm. you would, if you, they showed me, you would see like I was clearly in a different country or I was talking about something totally different, but I can't blame the edit because I did say things like who knew strippers could play baseball, you know, <laughs> about, but do they give you lines like that? No, 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 no. That no, that's like, you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you apologize for that one. You did I on the women's me. Well, she elbowed me and we we're playing baseball and, and she, she's talked about it on other podcasts. Like, and Cordy still hasn't apologized to me. I'm like, it's not coming. It's not happening. Oh, I thought yeah. you did. <laughs> I thought you did at the women tell all. That's what I said. I did. I, my point was to go there and apologize for what I, whatever I said that hurt anybody's feelings. And that was it. I moved on. So, yeah. yeah. And when you say voiceover, you mean like something you maybe said in like a different context and then they put it over a different scene or something to make it seem like you're talking about a different person or whatever. When I watch, I am, I'm a total viewer now. And I Mm -hmm. watched for that, like even with Gary's season, I was watching for that. And I was actually surprised they didn't do that to, to that their season at all. But yeah, a lot of it was my voice over a scene. Mm -hmm. Were you ever like placed and you're not even talking about that person. It's about someone totally different. And yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, absolutely. Or it was a totally different country. Like, oh, I said that week one and they're playing it at, you know, the finale yeah. or whatever it is. So that's like how you make a television show though. And that's how you, I just felt like it was so heavily, like I couldn't understand why it was so crazy when he picked me, you know, like, mm-hmm. and they kept saying, oh, it's going to get better each week. It's going to get better each mm-hmm. week. My sister would watch it and she's like, oh my God, it's only getting worse, Courtney. So, and then I'd see the stories coming out. And I think I honestly not watching was a detriment to me. And it was like, talk about boundaries and hate mail and stuff. I think it became worse in my mind because I didn't know I wasn't watching. So like in my mind, I was like picturing like the worst of the worst. Right. Yeah. I'm curious how this has like led to your like relationship with the show going forward. Cause you've obviously still like maintained a relationship with them. They approve guests to come on to your podcast and you were on Zach season um, for like, you've hosted a date and done stuff like that. I'm curious how you go from like, being in that place with the show to you've eventually kind of grown and been able to have some sort of like positive working relationship with them. Yeah. You know, I think some people go so far the other way. And like, Mm -hmm. like I said, I can't blame the show. It changed my life. After we broke up, I really regretted doing the show. It really affected my modeling career, something that I was proud of and that I worked really hard at for a very long time. And I really deeply regretted doing the show. I just thought like, I lost my privacy. And then I just kind of was like, I need to pick myself up by my bootstraps. I mean, I was depressed. Like I definitely like was for the first time in my life depressed at, at times after coming off the show in a in a hole, you know, really. Like I say, like, if you don't have thick skin, do not go on the show because 
it's Definitely. it's pretty intense. But um, I I got the energy to write the book, and I just thought like, I hate to say like a woman scorned, but it kind of was like this like I have to like share my side, you know. I have a story to tell, right. and like even pulling that off was really hard. I mean, I had five publishers or four publishers say no and one say yes. And the first agent I sent the proposal to in New York was like, this is garbage. This book will never see the light of day. <laughs> and like, why? What an idiot. Why? <laughs> well, when it, the book hit, hit the New York Times bestseller list, I, I sent you send a him a copy. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. I love moments like that. Yeah. Dude. It was just like perseverance. And I was like, that was like really therapeutic for me. Ben was livid. I wish I had the emails pulled up. <laughs> oh my God. And pull them up. But, pull them up. <laughs> no, I wish, I think I still have them. I started a draft of the next book, but I'm married now. I, I At some point I have a, I could pick up for where I left off. I already basically have it written. I have a chapter outlines and stuff, but it's like my single years and it's like, it's pretty juicy. But uh, yeah, so anyway, sorry to, to round that off. Yeah, like I just really, after I wrote the book, things kind of shifted for me and I have a great relationship with the producers. It was fun to go back. I uh, I, I knew Mike Fleiss pretty well. He was the first person I texted like, hey, I'm trying to write a book. Is there any way you can help me get this approved? And he's like, sure, Court. Like I'll try to do whatever I can. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. And that's the first and, like, time you had your voice though, because yes. every other time, even when you were like, engaged dating with Ben in interviews like they were asking you questions and you guys as a couple had to answer it wasn't you defending yourself and in your book you were it was the first time that you got to really say like okay well this is what you saw but this is what really happened and we saw the other side Yeah. yeah and I think that's important for the fans like I felt like okay I don't have a lot of fans or I mean, some people love me, some people hated me, whatever. But I felt like nobody has ever pulled this off where they're able able to pull the curtain back. And we live in a country, there's free speech. And I have my sister who's an attorney read the contract I signed front and back. And she's like, Courtney, this bit pretty much just takes away all of your human rights. And Oh, so, for the bachelor contract. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely got the call that we're going to send you a cease and desist. And I just said, send it to Harper Collins' attorney. Wait, Wait really? Wait, what? Wait, the yeah. the ABC wanted to sue you for your book? Warner Brothers. Yeah, they, the attorney called me and they were like, we're getting ready. We just saw you on E! News talking about how you're writing a tell-all. I was at like my uh, my book, like photo shoot cover for the cover of the book. And then they called me like the next day because I started to promote it. Mm-hmm. And I like lost sleep and I was like, shit, I don't even know if I could do this. And um, I just said, yeah, I sent it to, I called Harper Collins and I'm like, you know, and by the way, I pitched the book as like, we're good. Like Mike Fly said he would try to hope. And uh, then they're like, I forgot that there's like NZK Productions and he's like the creator of the show. And then there's like Warner Brothers who goes like to Disney. And um, I just said, yeah, send it to her Collins attorney. And then so did they do yeah, yeah, they what did. Happened? And, and they didn't send the cease and desist. They had a nice phone call to the lawyers and they hashed it out and we let them legally vet the book. So meaning they cut certain things from the book or no? Barely anything, you guys. I was shocked. I was reading. They sent me the final like after and I was shocked. I The things that they took out, it was like, oh, they changed the table for my parents' hometown date. Um, Like that's just like like, an example. I will say your book, from what I remember, I've read it more than once, but it was a while ago. But from what I remember... um, it's a lot of telling what happened in the house versus the edit. 
Like, I I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but like you weren't bashing ABC. So I can understand it, that yes. maybe they didn't have a huge problem with it. Do it was the sort of thing they were like, you can talk about anything that's shown on camera. And I was like, mm. and, <laughs> and there was like a really fine line there um, because obviously it was like, well, what was I feeling when I was in the house? Like, what was I feeling on proposal day? Like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like this kind of, so yeah, I was able to talk about what it was like, what I was feeling, like, how did I feel when Emily said this to me or that? And and that was able to like paint a picture of what wasn't shown on, on camera. Like okay. she said to, to this to me off camera. So right. yeah, it felt good to do that, you guys. And then, you know, it did take me a long time. Like dating was weird after the show and after the breakup and um, but luckily it's like now I'm in a place where I can do the podcast and I can look fondly back on my experience and it wasn't even the book. I mean, I've gotten to do some pretty cool things and I think when I'm older, I'll be glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What was it like, like when you did go to, um, host the day on Zach season, like what, how does that work as far as like, do you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you? Like, do you negotiate some sort of like appearance fee or like, how does that all work behind the scenes? So yeah, they reached out to me, Bennett, who's like now like the number one. He's been great. He's like only top producer that was on my season that's still there. It's crazy. Oh, okay. Like everybody's like new and young mm-hmm. and hip. And uh, mm-hmm. he just called me. He texted me and was like, hey, uh, I don't know if I have the right number on you still, but can you come out? And it was like quick. Like they, I guess he had emailed my old email. I don't know, something. And he's like, you know, there's a small appearance fee and we'd love to have you host this group date with Lotto and Victoria Fuller. And I didn't even, I actually didn't even know about the Lotto thing until I got there. They didn't tell me much. They're like, it's just like, kind of like this bad girls, like former villains, like come host a group date. And I thought, oh yeah, that'll be fun. And get a little Mm -hmm. money, like a 24 hour trip away from the kids. Yeah. And also I was doing the podcast. So I thought, oh, this is, you know, I haven't been out there in a while. This might be kind of fun. It's yeah. so different to like have your own trailer. <laughs> like you have not- your own trailer for a, a like an, a small appearance like that. Yeah, me and um Victoria Fuller and oh yeah, it's like to be on the other side of it where you're like I could like hear them like holding like the group date girls like waiting to film. I just remember what it was like for that. It, it's different. You feel like you're VIP. You are. What VIP. is the like, appearance <laughs> fee? Do you would you share that? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was like 1700 bucks or 1500 in that range. Mm-hmm. Free trip, put me up at the W, um, yeah. like a per diem and the car. Do they dress you hair, makeup? Like you're like a celebrity guest on the show, right? Um, No, they didn't. They said to me, I had to send pictures of my outfit ahead of time, which <laughs> I'm like, I buy in return. They can't even give you an outfit? Ugh. Yeah, like, come on. Well, they wanted us to look kind of like bad, right? They're like, okay, we want like a theme of like leather mm-hmm. and like, you know, so I found like this like fake leather dress at Nordstrom's. I bought like two options. They wanted to see pictures and then send it to the, and then they, they picked the one I ended up wearing, which was probably the best one. So mm-hmm. I just took the other one, the other ones back. <laughs> yeah. I learned that trick from back in the day going to like, I used to go to things in LA and I'd go like buy a nice dress at like Bloomingdale's and leave the tags on and then turn it. Yeah. Don't come after me. There's no me. shame in that. I think Don't that's fine. We all do <laughs> it. I always thought, um, because I remember 
they showed the trailer for Zach's season right after Paradise. And yes. Paradise was when the Victoria, Johnny, Greg thing happened. And then the, the clip they show from that date is Victoria. And she like puts her hands on her hips and like the, you guys are walking out, but she's in the middle. So it like focused on her. And then it showed yeah. one of her ITMs in the trailer. And then of course, like people that don't put two and two together are like, Victoria's now on Zach's season. Like, what is she doing? What about Greg? And I'm like, guys. Come on. Like, obviously, I think it was strategic choosing right. her. Did you feel like, like, I haven't heard from you guys in a while. Like, She had oh. to do it contractually. She No, I did it. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, they had invited me to, like, um, when I lived in L.A. to, like, bachelor events. Like, bachelor to the bachelor mm-hmm. mansion. They they were, mm-hmm. it was, like, announcing Sean Lowe. And I went, and that was after my season. So I had a good relationship with them. I have no bad feelings towards them. Um you know, I, if anybody, it was, I, there was only one producer. He's no longer, he's not even a producer. He was like, right. Uh, Mike Fleiss's right-hand man. I think he made a lot of the cutting decisions. He called and apologized me, apologized to me, sorry. And said, sorry, we thought that, that it was going to be really funny. And I knew he didn't like me. Like I had heard through the grapevine that he didn't like me. He hasn't been there. They fired him. I think actually last year. And I almost think that that's why they had me back personally because he oh. he got put he got pushed out. I know he didn't like wow. me because, because I gave him the business on the phone. And he was the kind of person like when they'd call like his assistant would call him like we've got him on the line for you. Please hold. And he called and like apologized me because it was so crazy and I just was like shove it up your ass. Like <laughs> you thought it was going to be funny. I was like this is my life. Like yeah. You know. Um but I anyway. Like that's such a cop out excuse to say like oh yeah we just like it was just a joke. It's like okay well yeah. it's like clearly not. And like you said and yeah. And why play life. scary music behind it if it's a joke? Right. Like it's like, clearly not right. a funny joke. Well, they I can edit it so it is funny. I remember calling them and like it was after my season it was like Halloween and they like made like a commercial about me and it was like this like spooky witchy they had like music playing it was uh-huh. like oh like and I was like why are you guys like can you even use this footage to do that and of course they can but um going back to that group date I filmed so Victoria was awesome I was excited to meet her mm-hmm. and little insider scoop I've been trying to get her on the podcast I don't know if she's still doing hers but um I had wa- been watching Paradise I don't even think it had ended and we were like together all day and I kept seeing Greg pop up on her phone. It, oh, it interesting. Greg Grippo. And I was like, well, I already read the spoilers. She's engaged to, was it Johnny? Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder what the timeline was of that. Oh, oh, they were they, when was it? It was, we filmed that, I want to say like, was it August? But I'd, I'd never told anybody until now, but like they were texting all day. And then I was like, well, maybe she put him in her phone, like him in his phone, like under a different name. But it was like, I <laughs> put another name for the bachelor. <laughs> yeah, but their, just finale, their finale hadn't aired. So I was like, ooh, that's interesting. Well, yeah, but they were, they were, so that was August. seeing each when other. The, yeah. But when did you tell you? Wasn't that, it was, I think way it was the summer. That. It was oh. way after that. Yeah, like it was like, like I was like, oh my gosh. And I know you guys love Greg Grippo. And <laughs> I was dying. I was like, oh my God, this is gonna, this is gonna be juicy. Juicy, juicy. Yeah, let me see. Los Angeles. I'll look and I would love to tell you. Oh, I can always text it to you guys. So um, but yeah, so she was great though. Oh yeah, here we go. Los Angeles. Oh, sorry, September 28th. That's September. Oh, so that tracks though. I feel like that's when they were hanging, they were supposedly hanging out anyway, right? 
they were hanging out. It wasn't like public. Oh wait, though. they were seen yeah. in Rome on October twenty fifth and twenty sixth. So this is look so at you. She, I'm I just googled it. So that this is a month then before they were in Rome on their first date. It, quote unquote. I was like, oh wow, this is like a thing. But I was like. I don't know when that finale was, but she was great. She was really funny. She was like, I'm mm. going to like, she's like a TikToking. I'm going to go ask Lotto to do a TikTok with me. And I was yeah. like, can I be in it? I've literally never TikToked. You guys got to, if you want a good laugh, go watch it. I'm like bouncing around in the background. <laughs> oh, that's It's hard funny. to TikTok. It's like, I feel like you really have to be very committed and be like every second, be like looking for opportunities to TikTok, to be good at TikTok. I was like, oh, I'm shocked. And that they had like asked Lotto's team and they're like, okay, you guys have like 40 seconds. And I mean, I probably crashed her TikTok, but yeah. 40 like, seconds. Her. She had her own trailer with like her people. And then like they let us go into her trailer. <laughs> Wait, I have one question. You mentioned proposal day. So that's the only reason why I'm bringing it up. But I have a question because you know, from experience, from your experience on the show, with proposals on the show, is there like a speech written on the ground? Because with oh, the leads, they always look down. And then like, how do you know who goes first to say something? There's always like a formula and everyone seems to know it. But like, how do you know it? So no, not a, nothing on the ground. And they tell you like, okay, you're going to have, you're going to go first. Like, so I knew I had to go first. When you mm-hmm. walk up, you're going to, you know, have what you need to say you know, and I, th- I don't know if I was holding a piece of paper. I might've been holding a piece of paper. I don't think so. I think I memorized it. Cause I remember, I think the night before, like reading it over and, and I, I knew like my talking points. So mm-hmm. I went first and then he went and he, I think, yeah, he was speaking from the heart. Um, and it always feels it- so scripted though. I'm like, but I'm always mm-hmm. like, there's no way people could memorize these like Monologues. I did. I memorized it. Does? I I definitely memorized. It. I remember reading it in the helicopter on my way over. And mm-hmm. he, um, they have to do that arc. Like Gary did it really well. Uh, where there's like a butt, like, and he did that to me too. They that's like in like I don't know if it's in their Is contract that like in the contract what? though. Because you and um Stephanie, you and Michael Sagliano, when you talked about the finale episode, you're going back and forth saying like, oh, was that really romantic to do that? Or was it like really, really mean? I'm in the camp they of like, that's to. really, really mean to say to someone yes. right I, before you you're getting engaged. On Ben's uh, and I's engagement, like my face is like this. I'm like, what? Like I, they, I, my heart dropped. Like he's like, but, and then like, there's like a pause and. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, so it's in the contract. So it's they in the contract. They tell you, no shit. They tell, of course they do. That's no, what I, I know, but it's like to get that confirmation <laughs> from someone who literally like was on the show and yeah. had the contract no, is huge. I think it's so you guys were just debating was, it. Right. Right before I recorded the finale, the golden bachelor finale recap, I'm like, I wanted to get into like the re the finale mode. So I actually listened to our own Zach finale recap oh. just to like hear you know yes. just hearing what we're saying and I literally say in the episode oh my god next time we get someone that's made it all the way to the end we need to ask do what the details of the of the proposal like do they make you say those things is there a speech on the ground so I'm listening to it I'm like fuck yeah we have Courtney coming on so I like made I made a note to make sure to ask you because I we've had people that have made it to the end but never asked that question so really good to get this confirmation yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, if it's the same, you guys, you, you know, it's, that's the way it goes. I mean, they, they do it every season and, mm-hmm. but the other person always goes first. And sometimes I feel like, I don't know if they interrupt the person that's not chosen. And obviously when you see the first person show up, 
Um, yeah. and on, but I will say on my season, I think I talked about it in my book, I was getting my makeup done and I had heard the makeup. Somebody had just said like, they basically like tipped me off that Lindsay was going first. So I knew, cause I knew enough about the show to know, like she had already had her makeup done. And like, it was like maybe even like a PA that came in and was like, yeah, Lindsay's on her way. And, and I, and I knew from like timing wise, like how much time do I have to go? Yeah. So, oh yeah, that, that was spoiled to me. And I mean, obviously I was like, well, could they, maybe they do it out of order, but it's yeah. like, hold on a second. I'm going to go, uh, break up, break up real girl. quick after we get engaged. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I remember hearing that and being like, oh shit, he's going to pick me. Like I felt were you, that way. Okay, what were your thoughts? Like, yes. Or was it like, oh my God, I'm about to get engaged. Like, what am I doing? It was like really emotional for me. Actually, I like cried in my interview at the end. I didn't show any of the, the emotions that I was like really feeling, but I was like crying in the helicopter over there. I was like, I just remember being like, I wish I could call my family. Like who knows that they're about to like really get proposed to like on the, like in Zermatt, like at the Matterhorn of all mm -hmm. places and like walk up and know that that's about to happen. It's kind of trippy. It was very surreal. And, and I guess for that, that's why it's like, that's a pretty cool memory. And like, we've had that bond together. Like we, we didn't talk for many years, but now we are like totally in good, good terms. And, mm -hmm. and when we re reconnected a few years after not talking, it was like, wow, we like went through this whole thing. Like we can totally look back with a different lens and be like, mm -hmm. we were, we were just so young. We were just like kids. I was like 28. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just like, holy shit, that happened. We yeah. had been on, it's one of my favorite interviews. It's yes. one of our best performing interviews. And he's Oh, really? Listen. He spoke so yeah. highly of you. Well, do you see Ben Flana come up if you're subscribed and you're like, oh shit, I got to listen to this one. Because <laughs> you do. know you're going to yeah. come up in the interview, you know? Because then that's, and I kind of feel bad for him like too, like in the sense that like I'm podcasting now and he comes up probably a lot more than he'd like to because he's with this girl who's like really private. And I always like try to take the high road, but like I'm talking about like things that happened in the past. And I think people realize that like we are totally mm -hmm. good. There is no beef whatsoever. We just yeah. went through like a really weird thing together, but no, I liked, he was so nice on there. He's, he was great. I think we're, no, like, yeah, he was he's great. great. And he spilled good, like even being nice. Chris like, Jenner. Chris Jenner. And like, uh, it was yeah. just, I really enjoyed. Oh yeah. Chris Jenner. We talked about that when we met up in Santa Barbara together. What did he, he say? He didn't admit to anything, but at the same time, you know, I remember somebody saying like he was good at denying those photos of the, him kissing the girl. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I think like, they had a friendship. But I, I think if I had no, to guess, like, there was like a little smoochy smoochy. I just, it was such a weird, there had to have been. That's my opinion. Yeah. No, there, there had to have been like he the, he tells yes. the whole story and he's like you know she texted him and was like oh come by the house let's have wine like why would she and she was up chris jenner is a huge bachelor fan too yes and i think she's said before that she had a crush on him like there's no not the, all these details together she was at like joe francis's house they were at joe francis's house in mexico together yeah, and that's what you do with your friend. <laughs> I've heard insider stuff, but that's, uh, you know, if he says they didn't, they didn't. But I've, I had Us Weekly calling me being like, I know who's planning these stories, you know. Who? Who? Chris, Chris or Ben? Chris, yes. The, the, the Chris Jenner camp. They're like embedded with everybody. And I remember reaching out to his sister because we're like still tight. And I was like, hey, you might want to warn Ben or your brother, like, 
I'm getting, cause I was getting hounded. Like people wanted my reaction and right. I was like, good for him going to Cougar town. Like that was like literally mm-hmm. what I said. And then I was like, oh shit, I don't know if the Kardashians coming after me. But my source at the time was saying like their camp was planning those stories. And I just said, hey, you should t- tell your brother like that's where they're coming from. I don't know if she did or not, but yeah. And the benefit for what Chris is, is benefit that for doing that. Yeah, that's because he was the relevant know. bachelor, though. I think she wanted to look like she was like with this young, you know, I see. I don't know. Maybe he was naive about it, but. I think she wanted that out there. I mean, there were like tons of paparazzi pictures, which like it's Kris Jenner, but um, yeah, she she wanted that narrative out there. And then he kept denying it to the media. And I was like, ooh. And then shortly after he kept denying it, that was like, it went bye-bye. He wasn't like going to like go with that narrative. What was your status? Like how soon after were you guys broken up that this was happening? I'm trying to think. I lived in Santa Monica. I mean, my pretty sure my book had already come out yeah whenever she oh, had so her a while on, after yeah it was like we weren't talking it was like I okay, was okay okay it had to been like four or five years after okay wow. this was so um, good wait this is so like- <laughs> I want to give you guys the tea and it's funny because I don't ever think about this shit it's just like when in talking to people I'm mm-hmm. like I should talk about up. this on my podcast but yeah um, well we want to yeah. come on yours because we love after reality oh. Yes. I would love that, you guys. I would love yeah. that. I would like I, I haven't tackled the art of recapping, but like we could even mm. just do like a pop cult. I mean, whatever you want, we can just yeah. dish. We, we can, can dish. dish. Talk we can creep. Let's creep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I fucking love you so much. Wait, we have like two minutes, but I want to ask you one thing. You oh, yeah. um participated in our Patreon episode about alumni bachelor encounters. And you yes. submitted one that was probably my favorite. I Are did. You I can't even remember. I'll I remind can't... you. If you don't want to talk about it here, it's okay. But you oh, had if I said shared that... it, I'm sure I don't care. Oh, okay. Nick Vial like, invited you over to hang out. and we... Oh, he came to my place. Oh, he came to your place, but he yeah. initiated it or something? Yeah, he right? had DM'd me on Twitter. And this was before he was The Bachelor. And he was in LA. And he was like, villain to villain. Like, I'd love to meet you. Like, we've been through similar experiences. I had a boyfriend at the time. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm in Santa Monica. He came over. We t- chatted for about like an hour. We had wine. And really just chatted about like our experiences. Like, there was, I, I kind of was like, oh, he's kind of cute. Like, maybe because mm-hmm. my boyfriend was a big douchebag but um <laughs> we were like breaking up and making up all the time but yeah. uh definitely didn't like there was no sparks or anything like that but um yeah yeah I met him and then like I never talked to him again he never reached out again it was just like two people sharing mm-hmm. their but I've tried to get him on the podcast and I can't he seemed mm-hmm. to good luck he's a, a tough one he's an a-lister yeah, he, now Courtney. he feels like know. he's in a different caliber of our yeah. podcast. I, I know. Think. I know. It's just like, ugh. and I've tried to get Caitlin um, Bristow on. And, you know, I, I, I don't know at this point, I might just let it, let it go. <laughs> but I think with you, he would maybe make an exception and do some sort of collab because you've been on the show and I feel like he does like respect you a lot. Well, I, I reached out. I was like, we can promote your book. It was like after his book came out and he seemed super receptive and maybe he's just really busy. I can't take it oh. personal. Um, he's gonna have yeah. a baby. Like, I'd love to talk to him about being a dad. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know. I'm gonna keep trying. Mm-hmm. I'll keep trying. Yeah. Can I give like 
unsolicited advice though I don't think you always need a guest I think you are so interesting and you have such a good voice that like I wouldn't get so caught up if like you can't get a guest yeah I I really do she's writing notes I fucking love you like a QA and a (laughs) episode I actually I listened to Kristen Cavallari's pod hello oh Q&A could be really good I feel like or like advice something I don't know Kristen Cavallari has a podcast and she has guests a lot and I while I like when she has guests, I I've liked her solo episodes better. She did like a part one and two uh, Q and A episodes, and people just yeah. submit questions, and they could be bachelor, or they could be mom, or they could be modeling, or real estate, or anything, writing book, and like your take on it, I think could be so interesting. I mean, I know for us sometimes, like when you're always having to get guests, you're you're banking yeah. on another person that isn't a right. part of your podcast, so like they'll flake mm-hmm. or you can't get I them. I my or... husband on last minute. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like you are interesting on your own. And I think you could do a lot by yourself too. Oh, thank you. My cheeks are hurting. I, you know, mm. I need to start doing more on my own. And, um, and also like the research that goes into it. Like I'm interviewing the Bella twins uh, tomorrow and it's a totally different like thing. Like I have to like, I just like power listen to their book and preparing mm-hmm. for an interview. Also, yeah. I'm sure you guys do it too. Like the flow of it takes time for me. Um, but I did try to record a solo inter- uh, solo episode once by myself. And I was like, this is going to be great. I played it back. It was 10 minutes long. <laughs> yeah, you got to talk a little bit more than that. <laughs> I had to talk slower. I think I was just like, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. I I honestly I will take all the tips I can get. I love doing it. It's definitely an art form. It's probably not for everybody, but so far so good. I mean, I even hit the charts and that feels good. And anything, anytime you guys want me on, I'll come on and I would love to have you soon. Okay. Yes, no, I mean, I feel to. like this has honestly been so I when I feel it in an interview, I feel it. When I don't, I don't, I feel it. You're so good. Mm-hmm. I would love to have you back for a third time. Um anytime. guys. Go check out After Reality. It's such, such a good podcast. And go leave her a nice review too. Oh, and if you want, leave us a nice one too while you're at it. Why not? (laughs) Yes, please do. I'm going to go do that right now for you. Oh, thanks. I'm going to do it. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Courtney. Um, You want to tell them where they can keep up or? Yes. um, (laughs) I'm anywhere you get your podcasts. And I'm on Instagram, Bug Robertson. It's mostly my kids' stuff and then promoting my podcast. So that's it. And happy new year. Yes, this will come out in January, but they're in the future, remember? Yes. This is old Courtney wishing you a happy new year. (laughs) Yes. Right. (laughs) She's grown so much since this interview in January. (laughs) Yes. Diet starts today. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, Courtney. This is so much fun. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Adios. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, if you've been enjoying this podcast and you're listening on Apple, can you go rate us five stars and go write a nice review? We would really appreciate it. And it's just something nice you can do today. So if you don't listen on Apple, find a friend that does and grab their phone and just do it real quick. Yeah, I think that would be such a nice little good deed. Pay it forward. We're doing good deeds in 2024. Um, And if you guys want more content, you can check out our Patreon. We just did a recap and discussion about the golden wedding with Gary and Teresa and Kathy and Susan and all the people. And it was totally unhinged, but we loved it. And 
If you want to hear our thoughts about it, go check that out at patreon.com slash she's all batch. Yeah. Speaking of Patreon, you can actually get ad-free versions of this very episode and every weekly episode by um, going to patreon.com slash she's all batch. You get episodes. Today's Wednesday. You get this episode on Tuesday and it's ad-free. So if you want to do that, I mean, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a good time. Also join our Facebook group. Uh, it's She's All Batch on Facebook. And be sure to follow me at She's All Batch on Instagram and TikTok and all the things. And follow Jackie at Jackie Maroney underscore for all the other things. And stick around this week. Keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you're subscribed to She's All Batch because Friday we have a little special treat coming. Oh, yes. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm so excited for this in the new year, guys, and I hope you guys love it so much. We've been working really hard on something new and special, so that's all we'll say on that. Yeah, but uh, I think that's a good point to remind you, though, if you're not subscribed, if this is something you just, like, casually find, just subscribe so it comes to your phone because you're probably not going to be looking for it on a Friday. That's not when we normally release, but it's something fun, so... It'll be coming on the podcast, so keep your eyes peeled on Friday. Okay? Is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches. Bye.